Hello and welcome to the second episode of our podcast, the Financial Freeman Podcast. Yeah! Woo! So our feedback last week was um, that we like the podcast, thank you very much, uh, but it was quite scripted and people probably thought that because it was scripted. It was. So uh, this week I have not a clue what Gary's got to say and my all my reactions will be totally authentic. So Cool. Um, Let's let's crack on, shall we? So, time for new story of the week. Okay, it's time for new story of the week. Yay! <laughs> and it's a positive one this week. So, wage growth in the last three months in America is at its highest for twenty years. Wow. Yeah, that is great, and I suppose it's a shame I'm out of a job because if wages are growing, then yeah, ours could have grown as well. But here's the thing, and it's a big but. But things are also becoming more expensive. Inflation. Inflation. Ah, good. We got somewhere last week. So copper is at its highest point for like pretty much ever. And you need copper for everything. Uh, I don't buy copper often. No, no, no. You don't buy it. But you do buy. Do you buy phones? Yeah. Yeah. And you buy cars. Well, actually, I buy the cars for you. But. Yeah, you buy, you have cars. I have, I have a car. And a car. The, and even kitchen sinks, everything including the kitchen sink is in copper users. So wages went up by three percent in America, but do you know how much copper went up by? Oh, thirty-three percent. Oh no, eleven percent. So kind of you sort of lost out on that one. It's lost out on the copper. You lost out on the copper, but that's your phones and the and the car. Okay. So so what you need to know is that you need to make more money because at the moment you're eight percent down, even if you got that wage increase of three percent. Okay. So yeah, now you need to listen tightly. Okay. <laughs> so last week, which you remember what we discussed? Yes. Go on. <laughs> Big test this. Um, that you can't buy Google in Argentina because. Google yeah. bite back. That's right, yeah. Don't fight Google, lesson number one. What else? Save your pennies by... Save your pennies, exactly. And what do you need? why do you need to save your pennies? I don't think we really covered that. No, we didn't really. But the, the whole point was that you need to save your pennies to make more money in the long run. Okay, so you need to know how many pennies you need to save. Do you remember that? You worked out Primark expenditure. Oh, you work out your expenditure. Yeah. And then you, you start saving, you're saving your pennies, Okay. So the the that was the the main reason the main thing we talked about in terms of saving the pennies was things like delayed gratification. Do you remember what that meant? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> don't don't buy things now that will make you happy now because that money will make you happier later. Yeah, exactly. Because it can buy potentially investments, which in the longer run or or can means you can afford those things a lot easier without having to sort of stretch overstretch yourself now. I listened to something last night Go on. that said every pound you spend today if you invest that pound instead at 8% a year or something that pound in 20 years will be worth 5 pounds. That's right, the compound effect, yeah. Yes. There you go. There you go. Great. So that's one of our recommendations to go out and read the compound effect by someone hardy maybe could be yeah great book so we talked about ways you could save and, and one of the ones was obviously delayed gratification and um switching credit card debts but today we want to talk about sort of different ways that 
people might not ordinarily do. Because someone else gave me feedback and said, well, look, yeah, I can save, say, 10% of my wage, but it's going to take me a long time to sort of, you know, get to where I sort of want to get to in terms of building up a, an investment pot. What, what else can I do? So we're going to answer that question, um, hopefully, in the, in the next few minutes. And the first one I've got, and I must admit, this is something that we did, um, which was take equity out of your home. Now, that sounds scary to some, and I think we should cover it in a bit more detail. Yes. So we did some work on our house. Um, Ronnie obviously loves her decoration. and I love, I love my interiors. And all, and all the rest of it. So that brought up the value of our property, which meant that we could basically go to Mr. Bank and say, can we have an extra loan? And it's still we were still on fairly lowish sort of um loan to value does that make does that make sense I don't know what loan to value means. basically so say the value of your property is a hundred thousand pounds and you took out a loan for 75 percent of loans of the value you take out a mortgage of seventy five thousand pounds that's you that's your mortgage does that, does right. that make sense but you've not explained what loan to value means no so your loan to value in that circumstance would be 75 percent right okay now if that house suddenly became worth two hundred thousand pounds okay so the loan is actually would, would be half of 75 percent so 37 and a half percent because the value is doubled so technically you've got a, a lot lower what loan to value and what the bank don't mind then doing in that kind of circumstance is saying okay we, we we don't mind raising the amount of your loan because the value of your property has gone up quite a lot um so we're going to reward you so to speak with your with some extra money if you so choose to take it. And even if you've not done work to your house, if you've bought your house several years ago, the value's gone up. Exactly. Now, years ago, a friend said to me, they said, well, my house is, my house is going up in, 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 in value. This is a Presswich house, but it kind of means nothing because even if I want to move, then I have to buy somewhere else in Presswich and that's getting more expensive. So I gain absolutely nothing. And I, and I, and I knew that just didn't make sense. And I just couldn't really think why. Um, but the main answer is, and yeah, and obviously you're gaining equity in the long run, so it's obviously good for that. And I, and I said that, but he said, "Well, great. I don't really care about that because, you know, I'm going to be having this for for years." And you're always going to live in a house. Exactly. Uh-huh. He said, "Well, that doesn't help me in the short term or mid term." And I said, "So this is what we're now discussing is actually the way around that, which is pulling some of that equity out of your house." Now, without going into too much detail, the loan to value that we're talking about you get a better deal if your loan to value is say 60% than if it's say 90%. So go and speak to a mortgage advisor. So the less less loan to value, value, the better better off you get up to I think 60%. So I think the difference between say 50% and 60% is is nothing. But you want to be kind of aiming for the the 60% mark. But even so the difference between the say 60 and 75 might not be that, that huge. So it might be worth taking the extra money out if you're going to use that money wisely and that's the key with all of this is that this is all on the basis we're saying that you're actually going to use that money for for good rather than evil and when i say evil i mean kind of you know just flippantly spending it on 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 primark um not there's anything wrong with with primark of course thank you yeah so i've just printed off a couple of examples so so this bit is a tiny bit scripted and i I apologize before you say that right isn't any even if you have the best will in the world to use that money to set up a business yeah there's always a risk that yeah and 
and so all of this is a risk and that's why I'm not kind of saying do it all and, and my mum said make sure you're not giving any financial advice because um, you don't want anyone to sue you so 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 thanks mother for that and, and you, and, do, you need to disclaim oh yeah I will do a disclaimer and, and that and it isn't this isn't financial advice this is just ways to, for you to start thinking about if you want to make a change then there are options available to you um, as I said, go and speak to financial advisor, go and speak to mortgage broker, but or come speak to us in a bit more detail. And so it's just getting you to think about that there potentially are other ways than what you may or may not be doing at, at the moment. Um, so, yes, yeah, so what were you saying? You said, what did you say? I said it. What? Yeah, you've done. <laughs> we did that, right? What? I don't know. No, okay, fine. So, yeah, the examples <laughs> I was going to give is that you might be on what they call a standard variable rate now this is again getting into sort of techie detail yeah. are you going to explain standard variable yeah all i'll say is that after you after a fixed period most people have a fixed period to start with of two years of a mortgage the mortgage is usually about 25 30 years but you have a fixed period at the start of all that and that fixed period is usually lower to to bring you in and you'll be amazed the amount of people that just stay after the two years on what they call a standard variable rate and that is basically a lot higher. So if your fixed rate is say 2%, 2.5%, your standard variable rate is often about 4.5%. So kind of a big difference when you actually start talking about the numbers. So you can just swap your mortgage anytime? Yeah, pretty much, as long as you've still got sort of good credit, etc. After that fixed period, you don't want to be staying on the standard variable rate. Now I've just done one example, and this is if you've got, comparing a two year fix at the average standard variable rate, which at the moment is 4.41%, and the average fix, which is 2.49%. Now, if you were to take out, if you had a mortgage of 130,000, okay, and this is based on the um, the higher rate of 4.4%, uh, you'd be paying 716 pounds every single month. Now work with me here, you don't need to remember the figures, but the key point here is that if you then took out a mortgage of 160,000, so that's 160,000 versus 130,000, so 30,000 extra. Yeah, I could do that much. Yeah, but went to your two year fixed at 2.49%, you would be paying, drum roll. Same. Where, where, where was your drum roll? roll? The same. Well, actually, well, actually, well, actually you'd, be paying one, you'd be paying one pound more, 717 so pounds a month. So you've got 30K to invest. For absolutely nothing. 30K in your pocket to go and spend, well, 29,000. No, no, it's not twenty thousand You've got 30k in your pocket and you've only got to spend one pound a month extra um, for the privilege of doing so. So that's very easy. Now, some hopefully some of our listeners are savvy and won't actually be on the standard variable rate. And they'll they'll be already on a fixed rate. Um, and they might but they might or they might be about to take out a mortgage. And so they may be thinking, right, I'm just gonna go for my two-year fix, I'll pay off as much of the mortgage as, as I can. And that might be the right thing for you. I'm not I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying think about it. And so I've done another example of whereby paying exactly the same rate, which I saw the best rate you can get at the moment is 1.49%. It's on a two year uh, residential um, fix. So DM what we we're talking about before. Um, and difference between, go on, I'm gonna do another guess for you. What okay. the difference between 100, taking out 130K loan yeah. and 160K loan at 1.49%, what do you think the difference is between um, a monthly payments? So what privilege From do- the 2% to say what? Yeah, so the difference between 100, get, taking out a loan for 130K and taking out a loan for 160K at the, at the rate of 1.49%. 
what do you think now, the difference is? Both the 1.49%. Yeah, both on 1.49%. So there's no, you're not, okay. you're not sort of cheating the system with this versus the standard variable rate. What? I'm just saying the same rate, 30k extra. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't just, want to make a fool of No, I know, this is all about okay, making £5 pounds extra. No, it's actually a lot more. Okay. Right. So it's, a, it's <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have done the guessing game. <laughs> Note for the next episode. It's quite a lot more. It's. Uh, what, a year or a month? No, a month extra. It, right. Okay, so this might put a lot of people off and maybe should. Maybe we should have scrapped the whole episode. But it's £120 a month extra. Now, that might be a lot to some people. And again, this is why I'm saying don't just do it and just obviously just think about it. But for that £120 a month, you get 30k um, based in your back pocket. Now, what the kind of question I think you should be asking for yourself is, could you turn that 30k into something whereby you're making more and almost a guaranteed more than £120 a month? If, so not on a holiday, not no, on a car. No, exactly, because that can't that that can't get you back more than hundred twenty pounds. So in the longer run, you'd be losing out. If you go and spend the thirty k on a car, yeah, you might feel a bit better for the for the time being, but you're gonna it, it's not gonna help you. You basically just increase your debt, and that's that's not gonna end well. So you need to be thinking of if you have got ways, and obviously we are going to come on to this in eventually in in other episodes, but we need to kind of get the building blocks in place first. If you can. If you have got a way that you can make sure you sp- you earn more than £120 a month over the long run, and it might be that one month you only earn £70, but the next month you earn £500, then it's a no-brainer to then take out that extra money. So that's, that's the main one that obviously we've done, so we know from experience works. We did it. Um, in fact, do you remember the very nervous moment that it took months longer than it should have done to get it out? Do you remember? Yes. yes. We, we <laughs> had it. We've got an angry, um, not angry, he's actually a great guy, but he, he was angry for the right reasons. because We, we, we had we, we, work done to a house and we were due our first um First instalment. And we'd not worked with the builder before. And so he's, and I could, basically the, the loan that we, the, we took out, the, the remortgage, it was taking like three months longer than it should have done. And, he was a bit like, right, and I need payment. And I'm thinking, oh no, this is just, just like, come through, just come through. Just give us a couple just, of days, just give like, us a few I, days. Like, I'm gonna have to, yeah, I can't put on these accent, but well, you, oh, you're Scouse. Scouse. <laughs> well, he's not a Scouse, but well, he's not a Scouse, but you can put on his accent. don't need to give his side of a story. No, anyway. Well, he, he threatened yeah, he's, to pull, to pull guys the, off pull off a job and, and all the rest of it. Anyway, so it did come through, and so um, word of caution is that banks take a long time to sort everything out, so. Um, give yourself as much time as you as you possibly can with all these kind of investments. Um, yeah, you need to try and think ahead because bad things do happen. Um, yeah, so I've got a few more ideas, and I don't want to overplay any of them, but I think it's all just stuff to sort of bear in mind. The second one is similar to the delayed gratification point that we discussed um, at the start and sort of last week in more detail. But it's it's sort of downgrading and making a sort of a big a big saving in something that costs you a lot. So most mo- most, most obviously is your house or your car. So if you're living in a £300,000 house, you could go and sell your house, buy another house for £200,000, and that gets, gets you £100,000 um, straight Cash. away. Yeah. Now, again, huge decisions. We know someone who's done this. Um, we know a couple of people have done it, and, and fair play to them because they're... You know, it's creating money. Do you want all your money tied up in your house? Maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, again, big decisions for, for you to take. But but you could just get 100,000. That could buy you three, four buy-to-let properties, for example, um, which could bring you in cash flow of over a thousand pounds a month. And we'll, we'll talk about sort of how in, 
in future detail but it, but it is a way of getting you know obviously a lot of money um if if you so choose to go down that route and again something similar but sort of less lucrative if that's the right word um you could sell your car do you need that thirty thousand pounds car would one for an old banger for sort of you know five thousand suffice um maybe yes maybe no but with a twenty five thousand um you could you know you could turn that into potentially a lot more in the years to come that makes sense sell your house sell your car no don't remortgage yeah right yeah well yeah exactly so but but just options all all this is options none of this is advice it's just things to the ways you can we'll build up we'll come on next week naked yeah exactly well, well no clothes. that's the hang on we might, not, we might not get any viewers if we do well actually uh, we, might get, well, we might get a lot more viewers kind of if viewers. we do that um yeah um the next one is uh bank and mum or dad um, or using the equity from their home, they might have paid off their mortgage, um, so they might have obviously a lot of equity in their home. They might want you to take advantage of that again. They might take some convincing. A lot of convincing. <laughs> in fact, we tried to do that to to your your parents. Didn't well, we? First, kind of the first time we wanted to get into property. We're, it was know, our first tactic. Yeah. Um, it was. It, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> we're, we're still sat. We're still sat here now, wasn't so we're doing all right. Easiest. We're still on talking terms. Yeah. Um, anyway, moving they on. They didn't lend. No, but you could go obviously to your mum and dad, um, or a relative, a close family friend, who may even be off- willing to offer you a loan at a very low rate. Um, if you had again, if you had a plan for that kind of money, so other people have got money that that you know, um, and so one way of using, you know, is using their money for to have a share of whatever you're doing, and that's something that we'll talk about. Uh, in future episodes but this is purely kind of to to give you a leg up so no real advantage for them um but but they might see that you've got a dream you've got a vision and you know they could potentially do a lot more whilst hopefully they're still alive um, there's an advantage for them there's a huge advantage the... they, well they can see you being happy no, what i'm saying no, no, is no. that if you give them a good interest rate, yeah what i'm or... saying i'm not i'm not talking about giving them something like massive in return at this stage so it's just like it's just there you go. Right. Use my equity, um, or or use my money. Yeah, you but can. If you've no, you're got right. Really, really no, no, you're, nice friends. Yeah, no, exactly. You, we the, we will come on to using other people's money and, and giving them something in return, a share or stake of the business. This is just saying they might just be willing to give you an interest-free loan for a set amount of time so you can achieve your goals. But you've got to be credible and and. Yeah, it's we'll talk yeah, about so credibility and we'll talk about credibility and a plan and how you can do that. But but just again, just so you know, that is a obviously another option which you may decide to go down. Um, and I guess the the final one. This is a bit of a joke, but I just wanted to tell you sort of a story that that we we're trying to be creative. This was years ago. I think. Do you remember man? Um, we call him Mister G. Bet, matched betting. Where we had, oh, I didn't know you then. No, I don't think you did know me. It was quite fun. So me and me and a friend, um, you can do something called match betting, which is where you get lots of free bets if you you play basically you place a bet on something, and there's a weight with another bookmaker to sort of I guess match both sides of the bet, which was going grey and it was very complicated. But you know, instead of law school, I was basically concentrating on on, on doing all of this, and we were up a lot of money. But then it got just, it all got a bit too much. And so we decided, right, we're going to concentrate. We were getting randomers to try and get their email addresses. Yeah, to, well, exactly. To get you events. do remember, right. You so, well, it got to a point where basically we wanted to try and cover the whole field of the Grand National. And if we did that, we could basically stand to win a, a fortune, whoever won this race. And we were going to this race as well for another friend's birthday. 
And we got to a stage where I think we'd got up to basically a hundred, the hundred to one stage. So the most unlikely winner, if as long as that didn't happen, we were going to win. We had about two thirds of the field, and we thought, great, golden, and we, we were going to go to the event, and we were all excited to see who won. It didn't really matter because because we were going to be absolutely quids in either way. Um, and yeah, and, and in the end, a, a horse with like three legs won. Um, and yeah, we we lost everything. So, but there is another, you know, match betting is an option. And I'm sure there's lots, tons of ways to basically build up that investment part. It's just getting into that mindset of doing it. Um, yeah, I think that's call it a, a day for now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a lot to cho- lot to take in. Um, but maybe you know, re-listen if there's any parts of that that are a bit techy or feel free to ask any questions. How can they? Ask yeah, questions? they can ask questions by um, there's a fi- there's a Facebook group, Financial Freeman, and there's a WhatsApp group again, um, Financial Freeman. Just type it into uh, all the search fields; it, it, it should come up. Um, we're available now on all big podcast platforms. Um, what else? Anything else? No. You probably know us, so. We- you yeah, probably got our phone number <laughs> exactly well hopefully in a few weeks time well, people who don't know us will be listening yeah. in, but there you go right so thank you very much I hope you enjoyed the show uh, oh yeah my bit um, give us a five star review and click subscribe and listen you'll be updated for all our future episodes okay thank you and goodbye right, bye